Welcome, All right. you degenerates, to the number one rec- recording podcast in the world as far as betting goes. I am Billy, I'm here with my buddy Greggy, and I'm also here with the one, the only, basketball mister. How are you, <laughs> basketball mister? <laughs> <laughs> mister, mister! I am doing great, boys. How are we tonight? Uh, I'm alright. Wonderful. I've had a, I'm had a tough day, but... You know, it kind of even Vibes out. are good today on the show. Last week, we had some down vibes. The vibes are feeling great tonight on Wednesday at 12.18 in the morning. Yep. We feel good. Yeah, yeah good I feel week. great. You know, Greg had a good week. Greg had an amazing day yesterday. What'd you go, yes, sir? 12 and 2? 13 I went, and 2? I went 12 and 3 yesterday, overall. And that is also with going 8 and one in the NBA, I have it written down. Eight and one, the props. Well, yeah, props and games. Uh, uh, yeah, eight and one in NBA yesterday, and another two and zero oh today. Ten and eleven in the last NBA picks to start the week, and nine, nineteen and six in my last uh, twenty-five overall. Wow! Look at this kid. Thank you. Thank you. Congrats, Greggy. We're proud Thank of you. you. You know, you only have one more sport to bump look up at, those grades, but... Look at the come-up from when Greg started 0-9 or whatever, 0-50 to start the year. And here he is now, climbing out of the doldrums. One game over 500 in NBA now. Yep. That's amazing. Love I love to see it. He's yep. starting to give me some competition. I told Greggy and Billy off-screen that he's coming for the crown, the crown, coming for my throne. The king don't let up, though. The king is here. The king owns the hardwood. The king went four and zero tonight in NBA again. You can't top me. Um, now yeah. what was the, what was my record? Ninety and sixty two. Now twenty eight yep, games over five hundred. I was just about to run through the records real quick for those who the don't king. follow us on Twitter. You guys, a are psychopaths because we are as a hysterical. Give out great picks and C, we're a must follow. Mm-hmm. Um, Clearly, we got some great new people chatting with us. <laughs> yeah, first off, shout out to us. Shout out to our to our followers. We finally hit a hundred followers. It may not be much, but it's a start. We just started this. I feel great about it. I know. I know Morgan's ecstatic. He's talking. I feel phenomenal. Hey, it's a milestone. It's yeah, a milestone. For sure. milestone. Next one is ten million. The uh, the best part is the betting the diagonal page has about one hundred and ten times as many followers as Greg does on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Morgan, do you that follow Greg on Twitter? I do. I'm one of three. Thank I'm you. The other one. And Betty's the Agnos is third. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. That might be right. But <laughs> I think Sean follows him, too. I mean, yeah, I he does. I think he's he up does. to five now. He does. I have good friends. Um, but ever since I did join the podcast, our Twitter has gotten, like, 25 new followers. Oh, we say it's all about, all about him. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm just saying, is it a coincidence? Or, you know, I don't, I don't know. know. Did the did the hey Greg here influence all these? <laughs> I, hey guys, I think, Greg I think, here. I think everybody noticed the growth. Yeah, yeah, they noticed That's the come significant up. growth. Yeah, exponential, if you ask me. Thank you. We almost had to hire a copywriter to write Greg's tweets for him, but it turns out Greg does know how to tweet a little bit. Yep, he was just nervous. I think he was just real nervous. I was. I had the jitters on the keyboard. You know, backspace a couple times. It's mm-hmm. like you know. It's like those conversations you have like with the girl that you like. And you're like, no, I'm not going to say that. That sounds stupid. And then you come up with the worst possible thing to say anyway. Like, hey, Greg here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like your first uh, Facebook profile picture. You yeah. look at it. You enjoy it. You laugh at it. But, you know, it's, I do have it's a, a memory. I do have a Twitter confession. I just learned this week how to skip a space in between like lines of what I'm writing. Usually whenever I write my messages, I would write it in my notes and then I would just copy and paste. Just learned this week how to skip a space to the next line. That's crazy because I figured that out on like day two. You just press return, bro. Yeah, you gotta go to the you gotta go to the symbols. Yeah, didn't know how to find it. And then I found it the other day just randomly pushing buttons. Yep. Uh, as you guys can see, I am with two technical- technologically inadvanced people. They're essentially like cavemen when it comes to... <laughs> Morgan writes his notes on paper. 
We have a whole Google Docs, and he he refuses to use it. You got pages, boys. Pages. Yep. Um, here. Yeah, I was going to go over the records real quick. As of recording this, so at the end of Tuesday night's games, I am 200, 205, and 9 in college basketball, which works out to 49%. Morgan is 148, 151, and 4, which also works out to one, uh, 49%. Greggy, slowly catching up. I didn't do your average yet, but I assume it's at 40. Okay. Because you only won two games. Uh, 26 and 38. So we'll call that 40% to 41%. I For won the three NBA, games today. Three games? Yeah, it's three games. Whatever your average is. Okay. That's my, my one concern. Um... The NBA, I'm 15 and 22. Fuck the NBA. It's a dumb sport. It doesn't make any sense. Morgan is an astounding 90 and 62 for 59%. Even after the audit, he is still he he's been on fire since then. And Greggy is now at 51% with his 34, 33, and 2. Well, it's really 50%, but we'll give him the 1% just for the boys back home. Thank you. Yeah, of course. NHL, I continue to dominate. 17 and 12. Actually, is these updated? Yes, they are. Um, 17 and 12 at 58%. Morgan, 22 and 22 at a cool 50%. And Greg is Better than I expected. 14 and 17, now at 41%. Quick MMA update, because Greg's supposed to be the MMA guy. Mm-hmm. He forgot to <laughs> post the card. I did. I, did. I knew his cards. I wrote his picks. I won, but he didn't. Uh, he went. He's three and five in MMA. I am three and one. Also known as the undisputed champion. So that's just a quick recap of you know how the records are going. I'm gonna try to do a better job keep putting the records up on Twitter. We also we were talking about this earlier. We're gonna have a special teaser for the records coming. The boys, we bet Chinese basketball. Mm-hmm. We're going to be we putting do. Chinese basketball plays out there. Chinese basketball might be our favorite sport. Yep, that's where there will be plays coming out for Chinese basketball. I got one. I'm going to tease it right now. Sichuan Blue Whales playing at seven o'clock Eastern time this morning, plus seven and a half. Oh, you got plus seven and a half. I got plus eight and a half. Well, that's that was the perfect segue because that's my next thing. I was going to talk to McGregor, but. He's washed. He wants a rematch. He won't get. But the Sichuan Blue Whales, our ride-or-die team here at Betting the Diagonal, they held Jimmer Fredette to a lonely, <laughs> low-key 71 points in a double-overtime win that made me cover my live six-and-a-half. How it happened? You wouldn't believe it. It was all over Twitter. It was all over the news. I woke up. I slept two hours that night. I woke up groggy as hell, and I walk into work, and you know what I see? Jimmer Fredette scores 71. And you know what I said to myself? He didn't cover. He didn't cover like the Szechuan Blue Whales do. Exactly. The 70 doesn't matter. That's all the Szechuan Blue Whales do, man. All they do is cover. Yep. We love them. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Amen, boys. Amen. Um, We love Chinese basketball. It's exhilarating. It's electric. It's everything you could ever ask for sports and more. And thank you, Morgan, because I now can't get enough of it. It yes. is the most electric game. It is fast. We love it mostly because there's that one obscure post former NBA player, former college player on every roster. Sichuan Blue Whales. I don't know what the dude's last name is, but it's like Marcus George's Hunt. Yes. Played for Georgia Tech. Averaged 1.6 points per game. He's putting up 40 points a night in the CBA. He dropped, he dropped 64 the other night. 64. Nobody else took a shot until like 30 seconds. <laughs> from from beginning of overtime to the double end of the double overtime, they had they started to intentionally foul. And then one of one of the Chinese basketball players, you know, shot drained these free throws like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. These guys like, don't miss. It's amazing. It is run and gun offense. It's like watching two Mike D'Antoni coach teams out there. Yeah, no defense. <laughs> They're all five foot eight. It's wonderful. Yeah. And it is a the sickest fadeaway three. Yeah. at the buzzer it, to go to double oh, OT. Yeah. It was <laughs> remarkable. I fell out of my seat. It, I was standing up in front of my. I was on Discord with uh, Greg and our friend Sean. 
standing up, screaming at my at my computer at three thirty in the morning. So excited. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep. I was so, I was so alive. I've lost so many hours of sleep this past week since I was introduced. <laughs> yep. Greg hasn't slept in three days. I haven't. Greg was on this massive heater yesterday, and I'm knocked out cold from the night before thanks to Shishwan Blue Whales, and there's nobody there to, to congratulate him. He's like, you guys stick. I hate you guys. <laughs> what, what do you, you want? So bad, bad friends. You're bad friends. I need, we need to sleep. I, I got podcasts to record. You know, I got pies to flip. I'll sleep when I'm dead, man. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah, that's what I do. I, I, it's a five, six-day process of me not sleeping, and then I, I just catch it all up in one night. That's what I told him. I told him I was sorry, happy for his wins. Man, it's going to take me a while to get over this. You know, your boy goes on a heater, and nobody is there yeah, to, hear yeah. me, to, to hear me gloat about it. Now, let me ask you this. Okay. If a tree falls, falls <laughs> in the woods, and, nobody, and nobody's there to hear it, does it actually fall? I don't know. You were sleeping. <laughs> I didn't just hear the anger. He was mad. How he texted me privately. Dude, where the fuck are you? <laughs> he was just so depressed after that play. Because I've known Greg for a long time, and he knows I very rarely sleep while he's breaking out the, breaking out the JMO. I got a birthday shot for Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. He's been in the background of the podcast a couple times, just diving on the couch. So, nice. got a nice yeah. little birthday shot for him. He can't hear anything, but I can hear him. He is dancing around. I see nipples and everything. Happy I'll birthday, Kevin. Hold on. Home, Kev. Hold on, Kev. Hold on, Kev. We got the boys are doing shots also. Oh, you know what? No. We're just going to turn Kevin around now. We're going to get oh. Kevin on screen with all the boys. Let him. Let the boys. Boys, Kevin. Cheers. Happy birthday, yes. Kevin. Big time fan of betting the diagonal. That's, that's a shame. I don't know how to fix that. You He's don't. right there somewhere. Big time fan of Benny the Idol. He's been supporting us in the beginning. Happy birthday, Kevo. Happy birthday, Kevin. Happy birthday, Kevin. I'll get you there shot a little bit. Um, one more shout out. Not so happy. Shout out. Rest in peace to Kobe. It's been one year since his death. And uh, an idol of mine. Just wanted to get that out in the open. You know, I. I think Morgan is fading the Lakers tomorrow, which is a terrible life decision. Oh, no, 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 I'm, I will be on the Lakers tomorrow. Oh, oh, but you were on the, um, the over and the points. I'm, I'm on the Joel Embiid over, which we'll, we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's a good, that's a good little segue because yeah. Kobe, I will say, being a guy from Philly, and Philly doesn't, has a very tarnished relationship with Kobe, but he is still from this region. I grew up loving basketball. Everyone loved Allen Iverson. I love Allen Iverson. Don't get me wrong, but Kobe was the guy. Absolutely loved Kobe. Any sport I played, I wanted to be like Kobe because he was just a killer. That absolute killer instinct. I loved it. Mm-hmm. He was the greatest thing possible. I remember this day last year, I was actually with Kevin watching Bad Boys for Life in the movie theaters. And I got the alert on my phone that Kobe died. And I'm not, I'm not even ashamed to say it. a little tear came out of my eye. Yeah, man. Not the slightest bit ashamed of that. So, you know, rest in peace to Kobe. Rest in peace to Gigi. It's a shame that we lost yep. all you. Everyone who we lost on that helicopter, I might not know your name, doesn't mean it doesn't matter that you guys lost your lives. Rest in peace to all of you. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that, I think that's the segue to get into the NBA. Morgan, if you want to go ahead and get us started. Welcome back to the hardwood, everybody. We here at Betting the Diagonal are big basketball fans. We love betting the NBA, or at least the two good NBA gamblers do. The one who doesn't like it is just because he's not good. He doesn't tail the boys. He doesn't tail the winners. He should. We, we're hot. We've been, I have had sustained success. Greggy is on fire right now. He's trying to give me a run for my money. Like I said, he's like the prince in waiting. I was the king that was promised, but he's the prince in waiting kind of thing. You know, so we've had some great games going on the past few days. Uh, I went 4-0 again tonight. Greg, he had a 12 and 3 day yesterday. Greg, what did you do? How'd you end up going to the NBA tonight? 2 0. Not bad. 2 0. Pretty good. Pretty good pretty, game there. Pretty, um, pretty good. Light, it was a very light slate tonight, so it was a very tough one. I ended up hitting on, like I said, all my best. I had the Jazz at minus 11.5. I was sweating that one out before I got on the strip, uh, mm-hmm. podcast here with the boys tonight because going into the third quarter, the Jazz were losing by about seven. And I was like, oh, shit, this does not look good. 
Chats decided to go on a 24-3 run in the fourth quarter, which was phenomenal. Uh, we ended up hitting on Houston minus two and a half. That was an easy game. There was no way John Wall was going into Washington and losing after everything that had just happened. Um, and then the last one today was the Clippers and Hawks game. That was an easy one, too. It started out a little slow, but half the Clippers roster is out with COVID right now. That line was just screaming, hammer me right now. So tomorrow, we're going to have a much bigger slate. Um, all the big teams are back out there again. Big game that I want to talk about with the boys real quick. We mentioned Philly teased it. Lakers Sixers. You got the best, the best team in the West. I think you don't even have to argue that. Versus arguably one of, if not the best teams in the East. Boys, Philly, noted NBA guy. I'll let you take the floor first. What about it? Tell me about I'm, it. What do you think? What do I think? I, I, it's, a, it's a Kobe Bryant game. I think LeBron goes off for 60. That's what I think. After going, what, he scored, what, 43 the other night? 46. 46 to not cover? Goddamn shame. So that was going going over in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Ruined my, <laughs> my one NBA bet of the night. Um, I don't know, man. I'm going to – what's the line? You know, this, I know this isn't your strong suit. Lakers what's the line? Minus, minus two? Minus two. Uh, give me the Lakers. Give me the Lakers. And the over-under is what? I don't have that just yet. I'm, I'm expecting probably around 218, 216. 218. Give me, give me the over, even though I know the under is profitable in the Sixers because I think LeBron goes off, and you told me that Embiid's going to go off, so there's going to be a point scored. So hit me with the over as well. Lakers yeah. in the over. I'm going to parlay it. Greggy, yeah. okay. what do you think? Let's get to the NBA, guys. What do you think, Greg? You're hot. Tell me what you think. All right, all right. I could first off, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to sniff the over under. Yeah, that's not a game, regardless of what it is. You know, I'm I'm just not going to touch it. But I'm on the same boat as Billy. Uh, Lakers minus two seems like a relatively easy bet. It's it's not a home game, but it'll be a memorial type of game for the Lakers, uh, where you know they're gonna. I think they all show that Mamba mentality tomorrow, and uh, they come out and they they take that game by. A couple buckets. You know, the 76ers are just the weirdest team I know. Because they'll... Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, they'll come out and, you know, they'll blow out whoever by 25. They'll they'll blow out a good team. And then, you know, they'll have a full roster against uh, a shorthanded Miami Heat team. And they'll go to overtime and barely uh, skate away with that game. And then, and beads out last night. And they get blown out by the Pistons. You know, it's you still have Ben Simmons. You still have sharpshooters like Danny Green. You still have all these other guys. And you can't skate past the Pistons? It, it just, they're a team that doesn't really make much sense to me. And I don't, that's why I don't back them very often in my picks. You know, you, you hit a nail on the coffin of every... Philadelphia scumbag like myself. They are. They have been frustrating for years. Um, Philly Sports Radio goes in on Ben Simmons every day. Why can't, won't you score? Why mm. won't you just take over the game? You have the ability to do it. Why do mm. you refuse to do it? Um, and it's funny because whenever they are a completely different team if Joel Embiid does not play. If Embiid plays, they're 9-1. and one. With all their starters together, they're 9-0. and oh. When he doesn't play, they're 0 and 4. They don't win. <laughs> they just they can't win. It is mind boggling how that ends up working. Um, it's amazing because so, they have two all stars outside of him as well. That's it's and I, you're not wrong. And I, I I I shake my head a little bit on the Danny Green sharpshooter thing. Danny Green five years ago is maybe a sharpshooter, but he's a, he's a nice little role player right now. I don't mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of him because he's a little tar heel pussy. But wow. neither here nor there. So, um, yeah, you know what? Fuck the Tar Heels. They, they covered. Yeah, what do you, yeah, oh. we don't we don't like Tar Heels on this podcast. Um, but I I, I kind of as much as it hurts me to say this, I lean with the boys on this one. I am going to go. I am at Lakers minus two. Also, um, prop bet that I'm very intrigued in. That I told uh, Greggy about the Embiid over for points. It'll probably sit around twenty six and a half to twenty seven and a half. 
Uh, Joel Embiid, in his career, five games against the Lakers, is his highest points per game against any team in the NBA. Averages 31.8 points per game. Uh, he goes off against the Lakers whenever he gets a chance. His career high in a single game actually came against the Lakers in L.A. when there's fans and everything in a win against the Lakers in L.A. Um, so I definitely like that. I, I understand the don't touch an over-under. However, I kind of think I lean the over as well because as much as I don't like to admit with Billy and probably going to just operation fade Billy into the opposite, um, I think I lean the over as well, though, just because of the fact that I do think it will be a bit of a slugfest. I do think that Joel Embiid's going to go for about 40. I think there's a chance LeBron hits the 30 mark. I don't think he's going to go for 60. Uh, but I think Anthony Davis will be the leading scorer for those guys. Um, not to get into too many other ones, but some of the games that are really interesting tomorrow, uh, we have a good Celtics game against the – hold up one second. got to find it again. Uh, Celtics against the Spurs. That's going to be an interesting one. I'll be on the Celtics at minus three. Uh, game that I think is extremely disrespectful is the fact that Minnesota and Golden State are the second ESPN game tomorrow night as opposed to the Jazz and the Mavericks. The Jazz and the Mavericks are a much better game and much more interesting game to watch. Um, Jazz have been – Probably the most profitable team against the spread in the NBA this year. I believe they're 13 and 4 after tonight's win. Um, however, I'm going to go against, I'm going to go Operation Zigzag, patented by Billy over here. Um, and we're going to go with the Mavericks most likely tomorrow at plus four, just because going back to back in game, had to put in a ton of effort to come back tonight against the Knicks. It just seems like a good spot for the Mavericks to kind of win this one. Uh, a couple other ones that are really interesting, Real quick. I think. I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you before you get into another game. I do not know if the exact theory works for the NBA because I don't bet it enough. So you might actually know better than me if it does. Because I know it works for the NHL, and I know it works for college basketball on like 60, 64% of the time, I believe it is now. <clears throat> we're going to give it a shot. You know, we'll give it a shot. Um, I got two other games as of right now that I'm interested in. I'm sure there will be more. There's a lot more NBA games right now. A lot of the lines have not come out yet for me, so... I'm kind of shooting from the hip on those, but the ones I do have available, um, I love Cleveland minus three tomorrow um, against Detroit. Detroit stinks. They're so bad. The fact that they beat the Sixers other night was a sham, but I believe they're like four and 14 on the season. They rely so much on their front court. They're just, they're not good. Colin Sexton is kind of coming into his own a little bit as it's a scorer in the NBA, which is great. If he can get a couple things going around and that works, Awesome. I think I love that line minus three for the Cavs. And I don't have an over-under yet or anything for this New Orleans Pelican-Washington Wizards game. But right now, I love the over in that game. These are two teams that run like crazy. Wizards, for as bad as they are, are in the top five scoring teams in the NBA with Beal and Westbrook. So it's just going to be high-flying scoring constantly. I don't know what – I think that will probably open around 229 to 232 most likely. I'd probably bet that over up to 235. Over to you, boys. What, what do you guys got? Any uh, uh, Billy, I know you don't really got much. What's on your card tomorrow for NBA, Greggy? All right. So tomorrow, uh, my number one play of the night, you know, same one that you're very excited about, Cavs minus three against the Pistons. I think that is a really weird line for the fact that the Cavs are at home. Uh, you know, pretty healthy lineup at this point in time. And... The Cavs aren't a good team, but they're a decent team. The Pistons are not a decent team. They are a dreadful team. Um, they beat an Embiidless 76ers the other night, but like that, like I was saying before, the 76ers are the weirdest team that I know. I don't take any stock value into that. Um, I just think you know the Cavs pull this off. They've beat good teams. They've beat good teams. They beat the teams they should beat, and. Laying three at home against the worst team in the NBA is a gimme. Um, it's basically saying on a neutral floor to pick them. And that, that's disrespectful. Uh, next pick, I got Suns minus six over OKC. Suns, clearly the better team. I think we could all agree in that sense. 
OKC is coming off a good win against the Blazers. They worked really hard in that game. Uh, you know, Damian Lillard, he was he was making that real tough for them at the end. But uh, OKC ended up pulling it out, which was a great win for them. But I think this is a letdown spot for them. They seem to get blown out relatively often. And the fact that the Suns are only having to give up six points, uh, that's a good enough number for me to take. I see double-digit win there for the Suns. Uh, last pick I have here, there will probably be more coming. Like Morgan said, not all the lines are out yet. Haven't got to see any over-unders. Haven't got to see my player props yet. But last pick here, uh, Nets minus seven against the Hawks. Hawks going on the back-to-back. Good win tonight for them against the uh, Kawhi and Paul George list Clippers. Uh, it's a game they should have won. I honestly didn't think they were going to win it. Uh, but, you know, they did, they did their job with a fully healthy squad against a, a squad that had, was missing their top two players. So, good for them. But, you know, this is a game where they're coming on back-to-backs and the Nets are coming out firing tomorrow. You know, they, they seem to have uh, gotten it together a bit more since dropping the first two. And I think, uh, I think Harden is starting to really understand his role as a facilitator on that team instead of a score, the top scoring option, which ultimately I think will give them their best opportunity to win on a nightly basis. You know, he, I had under 24.5 points for Harden last night. And I was so confident in that. He had, he had four points at halftime. He ended Yikes. up with, yeah, but he, had, he only took three shots. He only took three shots up until halftime. He ended up with 20, but he was really efficient. And he had a bunch of assists. He, he was the facilitator last night. And I think that's what the Nets need to do to constantly win games other than playing defense, which they all need to work on like no other. Uh, but yeah, that's minus seven against the Hawks. I think that's a solid bet. Interesting. I know what I'm going to play for the NBA. I'm going to have a 20 per uh, prop bet day tomorrow, just like Greg did, and I'm just going <laughs> to blow past everybody. Because I'm a prop bet guy. I just, I don't know the NBA. I'm just going to go ahead and do my research all night, pull an all-nighter. This way, when Greg has a great day tomorrow, I don't need to talk to him about it. <laughs> Billy's, Billy's going to go 0 for 20, and that percentage is going to go below 10% in the NBA. Nah, no remember, remember when it was Operation Fade Greg? Yeah. <laughs> in the NBA? Listen, I, I'm just riding what you guys say. But I, I will be taking the Lakers. I think that is a good bet. And I will be taking the Celtics. You guys said it was, what, three and a half? Mm-hmm. I, ha- I have it at three right now, but yeah. It's, I find it a little fishy because they're flying all over the country right now. But I will still take it because the Spurs really fucking stink. The mm-hmm. only thing I will say about, and I, I'm going to preface this. I mean, we never really have said this too much before, but when our the episodes come out and everything, this is before any of us know about any players being ruled out. Any injuries going in, anything crazy that could happen. So there obviously are things, you know, I had a post the other night. I added the Sixers late to my card about five minutes after I added that Embiid got ruled out for the game. And as soon as I did, I was like, well, I'm screwed. I'm going to lose this bet. I knew it just like that. There's not much you can do in that situation. So just disclosure with anybody who's listening, watching right now, we are putting, we are making these calls, you know, 12, 24, however many hours. Obviously, Sichuan Blue Whales in seven hours uh, in advance. So things can happen. You know, there are random things that can happen. Yes, I, I absolutely agree with you. That minus three, something fishy about it. I don't know what it is just yet. I don't know if there's something crazy injury that I'm not, you know, aware of at this moment. Look, everything looked good to me. So that's how I feel about some of the college basketball lines today. There's a little fish. A little fish. I smell, smell, don't smell right, you know? A little sus. But I, <clears throat> But, you know, I'm a fan of fish. You know, I, I, I like a nice little uh, fillet of sole or something. A little bronzino? Yeah, you know, <laughs> a little swordfish if I'm feeling frisky. Um, speaking of fish, you know, you know what, Canada's one of their favorite things to do besides hockey? Ice fishing. Let's go back to the ice. Morgan, what do you have for us for so, 
the tomorrow's NHL. ice. Tomorrow, the puck heads, there's not much for you, unfortunately. We only got two games going on. Um, but we can't forget about our favorite guys from up north. Uh, the Nux. We have We are big Nucks guys. We are Situan mm-hmm. Blue Whales guys on this podcast. We are... Um, yes, Vancouver Canucks guys. And, yeah, and Vancouver Canucks guys. I'm a big Toledo Rocket guy, but the Vancouver Canucks are our team in the NHL, aside from our personal teams where I'm Flyers and they're the Islanders guys. Um, but we'll get to that game in a second because that's the late game. First game tomorrow is going to be the Chicago Blackhawks at the Nashville Predators. Uh, right now, Predators are minus one and a half goal favorites in this game, as they should be. Blackhawks stink. They are so bad. Um, going to go down as one of the worst teams in the league this year and get that top draft pick, possibly. Lucky for them, this draft stinks. There's no high-end talent, so it just serves them right for beating me in the Stanley Cup in 2010. Um, so I will be on. I'm going to do a parlay tomorrow with this one. This one is a lock already for me. I will be parlaying the Nashville money line. Um, on the other end of that, I will be parlaying with our nuts. nuts. So they can, you know, they're playing Ottawa. Ottawa can go nuck themselves. Oh, uh, good one. All for <laughs> the Vancouver Canucks over here. In net, most likely will be Mr. Thatcher Demko, who's had a pretty solid start to his season. Ottawa stinks. Another team that is going to be drafting in the top 10 this upcoming year. Has some exciting young talent, but not good enough to go up against our Nucks. So, yep. what are we thinking, boys? What do you guys got for them, Ice? I'm on the same for both games, and I'm also going to be on the over for the Senators versus the Nucks. This, the over in the last 13 games for the Senators, won 9-4. and four, And the last five have hit the over for the Canucks. Sign me up. I'll take the over six. Six or is it six and a half? I don't even remember. It's six and a half. It's six and a half. Yeah. Give me. You know what? Fuck you guys. Give me a seven. Give me a straight seven. I'll still hit it. That's how <laughs> confident I am. No, I love the Nucks. I love the Nucks. I love the Nashville Predators. I wish there was more hockey on. I went two and one today. Because the goddamn Leafs. No matter what happens, the goddamn Leafs always trying to cuck me. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Toronto's the worst town in the world. Boys, can I just say real quick, a little interjection. It has nothing to do with hockey, but we I think we're on the right side of the Sichuan Blue Whales bet because that line has now dropped to plus four and a half. Oh, no. Has it? Because I didn't take it yet. Oh, what the heck. I know Greggy already took it. I was it, trying so to uh, get a show together. Uh, I got to be honest. Boys. I didn't take it either. Uh, don't worry. I'll right, take well, it right now. I'll take the money line. Fans, I have it at plus seven and a half, so... I'm happier, at least. But, boys, get that in. Anyway, uh, well, before we go over to Greg, uh, Bill, you got anything else you want to add for hockey before we head over there? No, I think I'm all good. I gave out my picks. I know what I'm taking. I'm confident. I already have all three of those locked in. They're all three of them already bet. I like Beautiful. those. Those are, those are good picks. Uh, let me, let yeah. me get this bet, and then we will move on. Greg, you have anything to add to? Uh, not much to add. You know, I'm on the same side with you guys on the Vancouver Ottawa game. Uh, I'm going Vancouver money line as well as the over. Uh, the over hit just last night, I believe. Yes. Uh, the final score was six one in that game, and Vancouver they've in their eight games this year, seven of them have gone to seven goals or more. Uh-huh. So that's a that's a solid trend. That's why I said give me the seven. Yeah, right. Might as well. Um, so, yeah, seven out of eight games, hitting seven goals or more. That's an extremely promising trend that I will follow tomorrow. And uh, I'm not going to sniff the Nashville Blackhawks game. doesn't really interest me too much. That's fair. Um, also, to add into the Nux fever that we've got going on over <laughs> here, uh, the last time the Nux played the Senators, January 25th, what happened, boys? They got smacked. Go! The Nux beat them seven to one. Yes, they did. Covering a seven, a straight we seven are, on the over. It's, you know, and we we joked about it in previous episodes how we're going to get blue whales jerseys. We're going to get Nux jerseys and blue whales jerseys, boys. We're going to be right. representing for sure. I got my Philly background here. We're going to add a little Nux logo right up here. I'm going to add a little action. blue whales logo right up here. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it up for you. I can handle. I can handle that that form of uh, I like it. A Photoshop. I can get that one. Media. Yeah. 
<clears throat> the craziest yeah. the craziest part is if it was over under seven every single game for the Nucks so far, they'd still be four wins, one loss, three pushes. That's what I'm saying, boys. Love, Love it. it. Love, Love it. it. Um, what's next, boys? Are we going down to my hardwood? Let's t- let's take a trip down so. Billy Lane here and head on down Tobacco Road and get some college. All right, all right. First up, the one bet that's been probably outside of Drake and Toledo and Bryant full game spreads has been Baylor first half spread. There's probably going to be a 12 to 12 and a half. The, the game line is a 24 and a half, so that's what I'm assuming it's going to be at. I think some money is going to come in to make it a little bit lower. So I'm, I'm going to stick to it as it's 12. They have an average point differential in the first half of plus 15. Kansas State absolutely stinks. I'm also taking the first half, uh, the, t- the total game, which would be minus, minus 24 and a half currently. I take that up to probably about 26. Um, but like I said, I think. You know, Kansas State gets some money coming in, so it probably drops down to 23, maybe even just a straight 24. Um, Kansas State has only covered four out of the 15 games this year. They don't know how to cover. They don't know how to do anything. Baylor is better in every single statistical category there is. They have the better, besides that, they have the better players, better coaching, but they're the better shooting team, better rebounding team, better defense. Baylor's averaging five more steals than them a game. Averaging 12 more forced turnovers a game. What, what more can you like? Give me the second best team in the country. Really, the 1A team in the country. Until we see the Baylor versus Gonzaga matchup we're looking for. I really hope they make that up. They're I really just, hope they make up that game. They really, they signs are pointing like they're not going to. So we're going to have mm-hmm. to see them in the championship game, most likely. Um, next game on the board, Virginia Tech Moneyline. This opened up as a pick 'em. Now it's moved down to Notre Dame minus one. Not sure why. Virginia Tech is the much better team, in my opinion. We we rode them to, to the Duke Moneyline win, and I like as bad as Duke has been, they're still better than Notre Dame. That team is terrible. Uh, Virginia Tech is fourteen and two against the spread in the last sixteen against a team with a losing record. Lock me in for that. So if they're going to give me plus points or plus money line, I'll gladly take it. Take, gladly, gladly take it. I suggest you guys do too. Creighton minus one versus Seton Hall. This is me saying fuck you, Seton Hall. Um, I hate Seton Hall. I tried to be a fan of theirs thanks to our buddy Sean. Took me to a bunch of games. He even got me on the, f- the floor at the Garden for a, sh- a wild overtime game against uh, Kentucky. Kentucky, right? Yeah, man, it was insane. Hell of a game. We sat, we sat maybe eight, eight seats away from, uh, from Kevin Knox. Electric game. Guess what? They couldn't cover in overtime because they stink. Seton Hall is my worst enemy. I don't like to bet on them, even though I just bet on them the other day. Creighton doesn't know how to make free throws, though. That's why this is only a one-point spread. Um, I'm taking Creighton. I would lean the over but I'm not getting to window on that one. The next game is the one Morgan is apparently on the other side of, and he's going to hate to hear why. Wisconsin minus three and a half, going up against Maryland, who's at home. Wisconsin's a top ten team. They may have lost Ohio State the other day. They're going to be looking for a bounce-back game, in a game they really shouldn't have lost. They just shot very poorly, couldn't make shots to go down. Similar to how they did against Maryland. The difference between when they played Maryland last time and this time, Maryland's not going to shoot over 50% from the field. They shot 57% from the field last time. That's just not going to happen. That's not what Maryland does. That's not what Wisconsin allows. Wisconsin is only allowing 41% from the field. I don't see them possibly letting a bad shooting team shoot over 50%. They're going to have revenge on their minds after them beating them on the home, home court up in Cheeseland. Give me Wisconsin minus three and a half. I take it up to five. Easily. With ease, Morgan. You, you want to tell me why? Is there a different, different reason why? That you're going to take Maryland? No. I got, no. It's not just Operation Fade Billy all day. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> um, this one, I don't know if I'm going to put it on my cards or Twitter, but I will be betting on this game. <clears throat> Boise State versus Colorado State. 
This is my favorite conference. I love this conference. It's the conference of defense. It's the conference of forced turnovers to layups. You know, fundamentals. This is the conference of fundamentals is what I'm trying to say. They play good basketball, you know, slap the floor defense. I love this. These are probably the best two teams in the conference. Boise State, who hasn't lost a game since the season opener against a top 15 team in Houston or against Colorado State, who's been on an absolute tear lately. Um, Boise has not played the same level of competition that Colorado State has. You know, they've played the bottom half. They've, they've already played Air Force, blew them out of the water. If you follow us, you knew that we were both all on San Diego State. What you didn't know is we all had our whole accounts on San Diego State because it's the easiest win you'll ever get in college basketball, a, a minus 16 against if y'all that. had a peek into the group chat when that <laughs> game was going on, too, we were going wild. Yeah. <laughs> when, he, when, when Billy tells you all of our accounts were on that game, all of our accounts were on that game. Oh. We emptied every penny we had available into that game. And as and, you guys know, I am the, the most responsible of the three here. <laughs> I don't put that much money on games. When I see something like this, I take it. I said... Listen, I texted everybody I knew, take that game, it's a lock. I don't use the word lock, that is a lock. Took it, took it, took it, I loved it. Anyway, <clears throat> so, like, you're getting wins from Boise. They've been a great team. They're, they're projected to be an auto-bid into the tournament. Both these teams are. But they haven't played the level of defense that Colorado State's about to bring. They just shut down Utah State. They just shut down um, San Diego State. They're just they're just shutting teams down. Um, the over under in this game is way too high. I think it's at one forty eight, and like I'm, I don't see either one of these teams scoring 75, 75, 80 points. But you never know because Colorado State just scored their most points in the year last time they played uh, Utah State. But I'm going to be on Colorado State money line <clears throat> right now. It's a, a plus one thirty. I think Boise State, who has been very profitable, profitable, excuse me, profitable for people on the spread, will get a lot of more money in. So I haven't bet it yet, but I will be betting it. Don't know if it's going to make it to my Twitter card, but it'll probably make it to my Twitter card. I don't know who we're kidding here. Um, and I think that's it for now. But who knows? Sheshwan Blue Whales might change my mind. I might need another vet in for tomorrow. I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb right now. And it's Wednesday, which means mega card Wednesday for Billy. There will be at least fifteen plus college basketball plays by Billy tomorrow. No, usually it's um I take the under. Ooh. <laughs> it's definitely the under. I'm definitely ta- I'm playing less games. Playing less games, I kinda know what I'm doing. I'm not just throwing throwing water out the window, you know. I do like Florida State minus eleven and a half against Miami. Miami stinks, but I don't know if I'll play it. Uh, Marquette plus one and a half, I like a little bit. I don't. I you you said you're going to be on VMI, right? Our cash cow. I will be on VMI. Yeah, they've been very prof. That I love that conference. It's the most. It's the big VMI the money that nobody knows. Western Carolina. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun conference. Yep. I got my boys down in Furman who have pretty, really disappointed me this year as far as covers go. You know, they're, they have not been profitable at all. Yeah. Um, uh, Morgan, you, you have want... anything? Yeah, it's my turn. All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, clearly, I'm going to start uh, with the first game on the board tomorrow because that's what us uh, degenerates do. Cheshwan Blue Wells stepped to the first game on the board tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, in terms of college, uh, we got BYU at Pepperdine. We got BYU at a minus six, and that's who I'm going to be taking tomorrow. BYU, they're a good team. Pepperdine, they're an okay team. Pepperdine kept up with uh, Gonzaga for about a half. And then I believe Gonzaga covered like a 26, 27-point spread. Yep, you know, 27. That, that's a typical Gonzaga for you. But uh, BYU, minus six. They're a good road team as well. They're going into Pepperdine tomorrow. They have beat teams on the road, such as San Francisco and St. Mary's, in conference matchups, beating both of those teams by nine or more. 
So I'm looking at this six spread against a team that is worse, in my opinion, than both St. Mary's and San Francisco. And I'm going to take BYU minus six. Next game on the board, uh, James Madison minus three and a half against Towson. Towson stinks. They're, that they do. They're really bad. Uh, last week, they made me look really bad, though, for my uh, North Carolina Wilmington projection. Hated that. But uh, Towson is a really bad team. James Madison is, you know, they're towards the top of that conference. With They haven't played too many in-conference games yet, less than almost every other team in the conference. But within those games that they played, they beat Towson by nine on their home floor. Uh, on Towson's home floor, should I say. And now Towson's going to James Madison, only giving up minus three and a half. So I'm going to take minus three and a half to beat Towson. Uh, I'm going to go with Philly on my next pick, Virginia Tech. I have them as a pick them still. And I'm about to take that momentarily. I already took the pick them, but I'll probably take it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, uh, yeah. Virginia Tech, pick them against Notre Dame. I had them over the weekend against Syracuse. That was a tough, tough loss. They, not that Syracuse is a bad team, but I think uh, Virginia Tech just played down to their competition. They're a lot better of a team than that, and they've shown it in in a bunch of games this season, beating Duke. Um, what else do I got here on that? Oh, uh, they beat Notre Dame by 14 on January 10th, so that's a, a solid indicator that a pick them in this line, regardless of whether they're traveling or sitting on their home court, is a good bet. Next, I have Baylor minus 25 against Kansas State. They beat KSU on there on, in Kansas on December 19th by 31. And since December 19th, nothing has changed. Kansas State still stinks. Something has changed. Baylor's gotten better. Well, Baylor Kansas may have gotten better over that better. time. But I'm just saying in terms of Baylor hasn't lost a game. Kansas State has not won a game. So in terms of that, nothing has changed. They lost on their home floor by 31. They're going to go into Waco, and they're going to lose by more than that. Um, Kansas State is only they're one in seven in conference, and they beat Iowa State, who is just a little bit worse than them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. I don't think I need to say anything more about why Baylor is going to make them. They're going to be Kansas State's daddy tomorrow. Like, look what happened against Oklahoma State. We, I was worried because I only took the first half in Baylor. I wound up mm-hmm. taking the second half off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. But um, they are usually very good, like I said, in the first half. They came out slow. And Oklahoma State's a good team. They are not a bad team. Even mm-hmm. without Cade Cunningham, that's what I said today when I bet on they're still a good team, even without him. You know, they still play great defense. They're they're great. They run the floor very well. You know, they space, they pass the ball. Second half, Bale blew them out by twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they're they're just Dev and Gonzaga are just a league of their own. You know? Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I think um Big Twelve Football teams should start to hire uh, Big 12 NBA, uh, Big 12 basketball coaches to help work on their defense. Yeah, they should for sure. Stay in front of, stay in front of receivers, you know. Exactly. Love it. Uh, I got two more on my card for now. I got Drake at whatever line they're going to be tomorrow against Missouri State. Today was a minus three and a half. Uh, they came out slow in the first half down, I believe it was 15, s- 15 at halftime. They came out and they ended up winning that game by, I believe, seven points. Wild. You know, just blew the doors off them in the second half. Uh, the defense was amazing in the second half, held them to 15 points, 16 points, something like that. 20. It was 42 to 20 in the 20? second half. It was wild. Yeah, it, it was amazing. Uh, me and Billy decided to take that game today. 
uh, last minute. And I felt didn't feel good about it at the beginning, but clearly uh, the tides changed. Um, if it ain't broke, bless you, Corgan. Uh, bless you, buddy. You know, Drake is 14 and 0 straight up. They're 14 and 0 against the spread. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Good teams win, great teams cover. Love They're it. both. They're both. Um, and my last pick on here, you know, I, I don't have, you know, many stats to, to cover this, but uh, St. John's plus one at DePaul. Yeah, I love that too. I, I don't know why it's the plus yeah, one. That's, I have, why I have, that's why it's not on my card. I don't know why yet. Yeah, this, uh, the only thing I wrote here under this game is someone fucked up the line. <laughs> because St. John's, St. John's, they can shoot the lights out of the building. I don't care that Shamari Ponds isn't there anymore. You know, they just they continually bring in shooters that can shoot the lights out of the gym. And DePaul, they're they're at home, but you know they're three and seven on the year. They they don't have what it takes to keep up with the Red Storm. And uh, at a plus one, it's. For me, this is a steal of a line. I, yeah. I, I already took it. You did? I, like, oh, yeah. I, I wanted to see if there's any injuries or anything coming out, because that yeah. line made no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, same. Uh, like, I, I literally had it there, and I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Big East basketball's weird. <laughs> let, me, let me wait. Let me do a little bit of research. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it reminded me exactly of um, the DePaul-UConn game like mm-hmm. a week or so ago where DePaul was favored over UConn. And that didn't make sense at all because I, I don't think UConn was was ranked at that time. No, they were. They, that was right that was the game after Book Knight got hurt. Yes. Yeah, he wasn't in the game. Like um come on. Yeah, I mean it it just didn't make any sense. I don't know if like these bookmakers like are from Chicago and they're DePaul fans. I mean if they were, I guess they'd make this line like plus thirty DePaul. So they get the cover. But, you know, it's like, the, the line is wrong in this game, and bang it before it's too late. Yeah, I agree. Um, Greg, you remember when we went to that St. John's game, and that kid right below us said the Shamori Pounds is going to be a first-round pick? Yeah, no. <laughs> I think he was a late out. second, right? How'd that work out? Yeah, he stinks. He got cut by the Knicks. Yeah, he's probably floating around in the G League somewhere. Probably be on the Sichuan Blue Whales at some point oh, in his oh, career. Bro, if he's on the Sichuan Blue Blue Whales, he's averaging sixty five a night. Hundred <laughs> percent. That boy is an animal. Yeah. Um, and also Morgan almost went to DePaul. Really? Tell me that. He almost told me that. Didn't let's go to DePaul. I uh, when I was doing all the when I was on the uh, AAU tour for baseball, DePaul was one of the schools I looked at, and I did a workout out there. Really? Uh, did, you, did you play college baseball? I did in the beginning. So I got out of high school. I got was recruited for both football and baseball. Um, so I switched. My first two years, I was doing baseball, but I wanted to just drink and have a good time. So I didn't take it very seriously. Tell and me then about I switched it. O- I switched over to football after that. Uh, and popped my Achilles, so didn't succeed in either at the end of the day, unfortunately. Yeah, that's fair. Yikes. I went Yeah, I went to college my first uh, two years for baseball. I said I was going for business, but I went for baseball. I went, I went for, yeah, I went for baseball because I, I got recruited by Ryder. It was one of the ones I was also looking at going to. Um, I, was, I got Pitt's, University of Pitt was looking at me for a little bit, and then I was like, I don't want to do this seriously. I've just done this for too serious for too long. I'll mm-hmm. go have some fun with it. If something happens, something happens. But I want to go enjoy my college experience. And boy, did I enjoy it. Me too. I bet At least you did. You guys both have degrees, correct? That's correct. I got a degree in partying, boys. Had a baby. I never made it. <laughs> uh, Morgan, you got picks for us for uh I got a couple that basketball? I'll add in here. I don't have as much detail as obviously as you guys do. I go off what has been working for me and who I've been playing for a while. So I'll be on VMI minus two and a half. Uh, I love VMI, as Billy was kind of hinting on earlier. They have been a cash cow for me there against Western Carolina. I will be watching that game with the most positive intentions because I love them. Um, I'm going to go Bowling Green plus five. 
solely because my favorite process era sixer was Rashawn Holmes, and he went to Bowling Green, and I have played Bowling Green two times previously, and they have hit the hey, they have cashed in for me on each occasion. Um, I loved your guys' picks for St. John's and Baylor, so I actually bo- I added both of those to my card as well. Uh, so I'll be telling you guys on those ones. Uh, Billy doesn't like this pick, but I'm going to ride with it regardless. I'm going to be on Fordham plus seven against Duquesne. Um, Fordham's another team that has won for me now a good bit. So, again, I'm loyal to my teams, sometimes to a fault. Billy looks like you want to chime something in there. Go ahead, Billy. I do. I, it's nothing about like Fordham and itself. It's about the numbers you have been getting. You've been getting plus 18. Plus 19 <laughs> and plus 16. Now you're getting a single-digit point against what may be the worst team in college basketball. No, bottom, probably bottom 10 because everybody knows Faye Chicago State and Faye Mississippi State Valley. Mississippi Valley State. I, I roll with my Fordham team. I don't know what the heck they're called, but I ride with them. They're oh, my boy. squad. There's, there's no Toledo tomorrow, so I can't roll with them. We have to switch it up a little bit. Um. I also will be on another team that has played very well for me of late throughout the entire season. I'm just trying to figure out who they're playing again tomorrow. Ah, there it is. Wofford, minus nine and a half. Citadel. Citadel. Uh, Wofford, I've played them quite a few times. They have been great for me. Uh, so they will be on the card. Another one that I'm, it's a question mark game for me right now because I want to see if the number comes down a little bit will be Colorado at minus 15 against Washington State. Colorado just played Washington State the other night. They won by, I believe it was 11. I want to see if I can get this down to maybe 13 or 12. If it sits at 15, I probably won't touch it. That number's a little bit too rich for my blood, but we'll see what happens as the day progresses. That's a late-night game. That could be a live betting game for me for sure, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Morgan, I got a little tidbit for you. Hey That's me. So... (laughs) You said your favorite uh, Sixer process player was Rashawn Holmes? Yeah. Can I ask you why to start? Why? He was my favorite? Because this dude, so aside from, all right, so let me pull this. I'll say he's my second favorite. My favorite Sixer process player was TJ McConnell. Absolutely love the dude. Scrappy white point guard. He and I had a nice moment at a Sixers game where we just pointed at each other, and it was like a bro moment. We're best friends. He might not know it, but I know it. We're best friends. Um, Rashawn Holmes, I love Rashawn Holmes coming in. Uh, I am, as you guys will see, as anyone who's watching will see as it gets close to draft season, I love all the drafts for every single sport. I do a million hours of research for each one. I knew who Rashawn Holmes was going into it, and I was very intrigued by him as a shot blocker and a 3 and D kind of potential, just explosiveness that he had. I think he went like 37th overall give or take to the Sixers the year he was drafted uh he was drafted the same year that Embiid was taken um and he never he didn't get a ton of minutes at the beginning because he was behind Nerlens Noel but whatever the ghost guys would be out he would come in and he would just shine he would he wouldn't do anything crazy but he would bring this ton of energy off the bench and I loved it because those process Sixers teams they stunk they were painful to watch so you needed to have something that you could cling on to and watching him was great. It was awesome. It sucked when we traded him to the Suns. Uh, hated that, but he's going on to have a pretty good career so far, so I'm very happy for him. All right. That's, That's awesome. a long explanation. <laughs> well, the, the, the little tidbit that I, I wanted to let you know of was that of uh, qualifying players in the NBA, Rashawn Holmes leads the league in field goal percentage. This guy, he just needed a chance. That's the problem. He was—he never was going to get a chance in Philly because at the time he had Okafor, Noel, and Embiid all in front of him on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Sixers clearly made the right choice with Embiid uh, being the guy, you know. And then he went to Phoenix, and Phoenix then spent the first overall pick on DeAndre Ayton. Never going to get a chance. Found his way to Sacramento, and it looks Sacramento, like he's going to get traded again. He probably will, and you know he will provide great value. Be a great guy for the Nets to go get. He's not making a ton of money. He could be an interior presence on D. Mm. Also, can put some points up. He'll give you. He'll give you a nice little eight, ten points a night. But he'll put some defense. He's a phenomenal shot blocker too. Yeah, I like I like that uh, that Nets trade prediction. Um, yeah, you should do a trade six, deadline show. Also, 100 percent. He's shooting sixty-seven point seven percent. 
mean, it's and it's like he's not just. I think we were watching a game about the other night, and I, a couple nights weeks ago or whatever, and I went off on him because he was jacking threes up and he was costing me money. But you know, the guy he can shoot the three a little bit. He's got a nice little mid range game, but he's a great pick and roll option with De'Aaron Fox out there. So Rashad Holmes, hundred percent. Number 22 back in Philly. Had his jersey at one point. I don't know what happened to it, but I had it. <laughs> Interesting. Right. Yeah. That segment I... like, bored Billy to death. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at these <laughs> CBA lines. I'm trying to figure down. out why Jimmy Fredette and the Shanghai Sharks are 19 half point underdogs. That's all I'm trying to figure out. Maybe he's not playing. He's got to be playing. He just dropped 71. You guys sell jerseys. Maybe uh, his ego is injured. Yeah, from I, I guess. He, I mean, I think he shot enough. I think he's got to shoot more. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch that game clearly. I I feel like you know if you're Jimmy Fredette and oh you, you're only going to score seventy one points. Like, come on, man, bump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Bump them up a little bit. He shot shot and made twenty three free throws. Joel Embiid does that all the time. Yeah, well, you know, maybe, if, maybe it, imagine Joel Embiid in the CBA. Love it. Oh, he'd put up 140 every single night. That's the game that's on at 2.30, boys. There's the Flying There's Tigers and the Sturgeons. I'm playing Flying Tigers minus 13 and a half. I got minus 14. The, uh, the Flying Tigers, they're playing... I forget the name of the team. I'm not looking at it right now, but they're 13 and a half point favorites against the Sturgeons they're playing. Yes. Bottom, bottom team in the league. Right there, boys and girls. I think that's a great spot to close out this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have entered truly degenerate hour yeah, right now. Give us a guaranteed lock for the CBA. Minus 13. I got minus 14. That's fine with me. I'll take, I'll take it up to 20. That's how confident I am. Yep. Uh, Morgan, close us out. Yeah, so sticking to the CBA fund, if you want to be a true degenerate, if you want to feel like you want to betting the diagonal boys, the degenerates that we are, take a look at that Sichuan Blue Whales line every single night that it comes out. The boys will be on the Sichuan Blue Whales every single game. Back. We ride or die with our Blue Whales. Aquatic animals only. You want to feel, that's right. If you want to feel like you're one of the betting and diagonal boys, hop on that train with us. All aboard, baby. Choo-choo. We're coming in hot right now. Um, but we're having a lot of fun. We've been over this a million times. We're having fun. Big thing, everybody, gamble responsibly. Do not gamble your life away. We do not want anybody living on the street. It got a little touch and go with Greg there for a little while. He's coming back on a good stream right now. It looks like he's got some electric in his house. So hopefully yes. that we you know get some more winning so we can keep that power on for him. But that's probably why his tweets have been so good. They probably were cutting out his elect- his, um, his data plan there because yeah, no Wi Fi. Honestly, my, my parents almost my my parents almost kicked me out because I couldn't afford rent, <laughs> and my rent is zero dollars. Ah, see, it's not fun. There's it's tough times, tough times. But as always, you can always find us at Banging Diagonal on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and on YouTube where this video will be released. Our Spotify will be out usually within about 24 hours or so. Billy does a very good job of getting that out there for everybody. And we will share it, obviously, on the Twitter page. You can follow us all on Twitter at BillyFFD. Is Billy at, is it Gersh Greg or Greg Gersh? Which one? Gersh Greg. Gersh Greg. 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 Like an email. Yeah, I get that mixed up. It's at Gersh Greg. Uh, Give give Greg some props. He's he's on fire right now. Yes, he's sir. Had a tweet. He went from a kindergarten tweeting level. He's almost at a high school tweeting level now, guys. We just got to get him to add some more gifts in there and a few other little things. And he's right up there with the boys. Um, you can find me at atmowatch twenty six. I'd love to dialogue with you. I had a nice little exchange with a guy today. Uh, I am now basketball mister. Mister Mister. It's going to be a nice little thing for us for going now. Um, I'd love to get in there and talk about I was talking to the kid about some of my picks for the NBA tonight. All my picks hit. You know, yep. hopefully he tailed me. I kind of get the sense he didn't, but I'm <laughs> 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 sorry. <laughs> but I'd love to have if you're you know, if you are interested in sports gambling, we also have a great segment of birthing the degenerate 
that we we are filming episode two this week with your favorite fourth chair slash little infant man child Jared Phillip, who's on Twitch at J Philly the Kid. He gives us plugs all the time. He is the man who came up with the yep. name betting diagonal. Um, we are going to teach him everything we know about gambling. He was on the right side of the football games last week, boys. We, we want to yeah. mention that. I, you know, we just did. Well, Billy and I, I wasn't. I wasn't, wasn't going to say anything, but I, we got to. I have to give the kids some credit. He was on the right side. So if you did watch that clip, Jared's two and zero in football. He's on. I haven't won a football bet in about six weeks, but Jared's two and zero in his last. Two, He's good. His last two. So I, wa- I won both do? last weekend too. Greg, you did too. Uh, yeah, we know. One was a little questionable. Saying? One was questionable because you posted it after. What are you talking about? You posted it after the game started. After this touchdown was already scored. It was right. I I did not. There might be another audit coming, boys. No, I did not. Yes, you did. Check, you know why? Because I posted it, and I was sitting here watching the game. You posted said, for me? Post your yeah, remember, uh, oh, sorry, bro. I'm at work. I didn't get a chance to. This is, this is, this mm. is a thing. It did happen. It did happen. Okay. But as we will get into that, and we'll discuss that shortly. Everyone who's watching, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Boys, it's been a pleasure as always. I will see you guys again Thursday night for our next episode. Um, Until then, degenerates, happy gambling. Thanks for watching and enjoying our content. Best of luck. Peace.